Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Episode 76. How are y'all doing? Y'all doing okay? I am enjoying this weather. I hope you are too. I'm getting out. I've been hiking. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, I actually took a, a live of me running on a hiking trail where I live with my dog. Don't ask me why I did it, but I just thought it'd be fun to like show me running through <laughs> the trails up and down. Heart rate was like at 170. Just loving this weather and all the things that we're doing. So I hope you too are getting out, getting some good sunshine, all that vitamin D, connecting to nature before it gets too hot. If you're like me living in Texas, but I want to talk about allowing yourself to be obnoxious. So I'm labeling this be obnoxious. Like I literally want you to be obnoxious. Let me give you an example. But first, I need to give you some background. So when I say being obnoxious, I want us, when we're doing epic shit, we're usually going against the grain as Black women, right? Like when we're going to that next level, As I said in the last podcast, like it doesn't make sense and they won't get you. But the one person that doesn't get you sometimes is you. So this is an exercise on creating that new self-concept for yourself. And you literally have to intentionally be obnoxious. Let me explain. So we know that Some studies show that we have like 50,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, right? And we also have heard, if you haven't, like 70 to 80% of those thoughts are negative. Okay. 50 to 60,000 thoughts per day, 70 to 80% of them are negative, and 95% of them is the same shit on repeat. Now, think about your thoughts just for a moment right now, while you're driving, while you're walking, while you're doing whatever, how many of the thoughts are the same thoughts you said yesterday and the day before and the day before? What are they? If you were to think of them, what are they? You can't, (laughs) you're doing too much. Like what are the thoughts that you have on repeat? They're negative and they're on repeat. Welcome to being normal. Okay, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to fix yourself. This isn't imposter syndrome, this big label thing. This is you being normal. Okay, this is how our brains are wired. Realizing that your thoughts are involuntary. But I want us as Black women to understand why our thoughts are so negative. Northwestern Medical Medicine clinical psychologist 
Inger Burnett Ziegler says in her book, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen, The Emotional Lives of Black Women. She discusses the cost of the strong Black women. And in that book, she estimates that eight out of 10 women have Black women have experienced some form of trauma. Eight out of 10. In the YWCA initiative, The Color of Trauma, they approximate that 40% of Black women have reported that they have experienced coercive sexual contact by the age of 18. It is safe to say that Black women experience a larger amount of trauma than the average person. That's the soup that we swim in. But this is what we need to know about this. Eight out of 10 have experienced some form of trauma. I would say probably, (laughs) you know, my thought of it, just being a black woman in America is trauma. So, and then 40%, which those numbers could be higher than that, have experienced some form of sexual coercion and contact by the age of 18. Now we know the effects of trauma on our brain. Safe to say that we have a higher rate of PTSD. We have a higher rate of being in that limbic, amygdala dominated, sympathetic, fight or flight, trauma response type of area in our brain. Like we just are there more because of our history, right? So that means that if the average person is 70 to 80,000 and 70 to 80% of them are negative and 95% of them are the thoughts on repeat, I would venture to say that our rate of the negativity would be even higher just because of our history, because our history Trauma affects the brain in the fact that we live in that negative part of our brain more often. Why? Because we're looking for danger. We've been told that danger is possible. Be on high alert. The more you experience, the more high alert you're on. So the more negative your brain will be. So if the average person is 70 to 80%, depending on how we are, just up that. So here's the deal. Why am I bringing this up? That's why I say we have to be obnoxious about ourselves and what we want to do and who we want to be when it comes to creating a new self-concept, because we have to fight that pull to be negative. Like, who do you think you are? You're going to fuck this up. You're getting too big for your bridges. It's not possible. No one's going to let you. It's not going to happen. I need other people. I'm going to be afraid. I'm going to be alone. We have to be intentional, obnoxiously intentional about overriding that. Let me give you an example. And this is a funny one, but I just mentioned that River and I went to the trails. There's a a trail that I go to um, where I live it's a preserve area and there's lots of trails and there's like a four, three, four, five mile trail where like you just run. I love running. 
I consider myself a runner. I didn't always consider myself a runner though. Like if you told me I wasn't a runner, I would look at you like you were crazy. Like there is no way you can convince me that I am not a runner. I run a half marathon every year with my friends. We go to a national park. This year we're doing the Rocky Mountain half. We're going to do it in July. I'm going to run a half marathon. I've done Yosemite half marathon. I've done Tennessee Smoky Mountains half marathon. I've done the Dallas half marathon. I've done the Houston full marathon. Like you cannot tell me I'm not a runner, but when I was losing weight and had never really officially started running, I started running around 35. I didn't think I could run. Like I literally didn't have the self-concept that I can actually commit to and complete a full marathon. So every week that I ran, I was like amazed at what I did. Even if it's like the first time I ran three miles, I was amazed at that. I would tell myself and tell everybody I just ran three miles. I like was obnoxious about my running. Like literally, I would find ways to say it out loud. My friend, Cynthia, (laughs) who is my running buddy, who runs way more than me and who was my cohort in most of my running. Like if I went to the movies that day and I was buying popcorn and water, I would like go up to the counter. And this is the obnoxious part of it. I would go up to the counter and I was like, I need popcorn and I need water. And can you make it not such and such? Because I just ran 10 miles and they would go, really? Oh, I was like, I would interject that into the conversation any chance I get. If I was at the gas station, they would make fun of me because they would literally watch me as I would somehow interject that I just ran 15 miles because I would blow my mind that I completed it. And I would out loud say, I just did this thing. Because what I was doing, I didn't know I was doing it, but what I was doing was I was creating by saying out loud, I was creating that this is who I am. And I literally had to be obnoxious about it because I had to hear myself tell it to other people on a regular. I had to hear myself say it out loud. I had to celebrate myself the whole time I was running because I had to overcome all that negative shit of who you think you are. You can't be out here running this. Who runs around in this heat? This is crazy. It's 10 o'clock. You got other things to do. Like I had to override all of that. And how I overrid it was every time I did it, I celebrated and I talked about it because it was who I was. It was who I was becoming. And I had to say it out loud and say it to other people. So if you saw me during that time and we stopped and whatever, I would literally say, oh yeah. And I just ran 15 miles. Yeah, it was no big deal. (laughs) I was obnoxious with it, right? And then I realized that's kind of what I did when I decided I was going to become a coach. Like I was obnoxious with it. I'm an amazing coach. Oh yeah, I'm an amazing coach. I just like every time I talked about coaching, I would say I was an amazing coach. It was my way of obnoxiously telling myself in defiance with the audacity of saying, no, the negative that I have in my brain, I'm going to redirect it obnoxiously. Say it out loud. 
Why say it out loud? Because studies show when we say it out loud, when we talk to ourselves out loud, what we are actually doing is it allows us to visualize it more, which normalizes this is who I am. So when you say it out loud to other people, it's you saying this is who I am. It's you're normalizing the fact that that's who you are. That's how I just like, you can never convince me I'm not a runner. I don't care what my, how slow I am. I don't even care if I walk the run more than I run the run. I'm a runner. You will never convince me that I'm not because I did that work, obnoxiously did that work. Same thing with coaching. You will never convince me I'm not an amazing coach. Now, listen, when I am running, key, when I am running and I'm running with other people, I will never win the race. I may or may not meet my time for when I want to finish the race. It still doesn't change my identity of a runner. It has nothing to do with the outcome. My identity as a runner has nothing to do with the outcome. My identity doesn't doesn't matter if I win the race or if I'm the last person with the police car behind me because it's signifying that I'm the last one. And yes, I have been that person. (laughs) But it didn't stop me from identifying as that. Our self-concept of ourselves can be independent of the results that we create when we do the work to be obnoxious about it, like to be so protective of it, to be so deliberate in creating that self-concept that we're obnoxious about it. Like your friends, like roll your eyes. Oh, here she goes again, talking about, like my friends would literally roll their eyes. Oh, here she goes talking about, like, here she go. They would make a bet on like, here she goes. She's going to tell people she just ran 15 miles. Of course, right? I don't do it now. I will go run 13 miles now on just an everyday basis. And I don't tell anybody because I don't have that desire. Like I am that person now, right? But at one point, at some point, we have to be obnoxious about saying who we are, most importantly, to ourselves. And that means say it out loud. And it may mean say it out loud to everybody, not because you need them to agree. I wasn't doing it because I needed them to agree. I was doing it because I needed me to agree. I needed to hear myself say, I just ran 15 miles. I needed to hear myself say, I'm an amazing coach. It had nothing to do with how much money I made. It had nothing to do with how many clients I signed, whether they stayed, whether they got a transformation or not. It was independent of those variables. What is your thing that you need to be obnoxious about? And I say need on purpose, because if we're going to counteract that over 80% negative, and as a black woman, our life experience is you don't matter, you're invisible, and please don't shine. We have to be obnoxious about saying it out loud and deciding this is who I am. When everybody, remember, they don't get me when No one gets you, you get you, and you have to decide to be obnoxious about it. Yes, I'm going to be the president of this fucking company. 
Yes, I just got this position. Yes, I'm going to make a million dollars. Yes, I'm going to whatever it is, right? Be obnoxious about it. Even if it's just to your significant other. Yeah, honey, one day I'm going to make a million dollars. And they're going to be like, yep, uh uh-huh, I'm telling you, I'm going to be a millionaire. We are going to take this trip and just like, oh, one day I'm going to buy you this, like be obnoxious about it. Because the more you say it out loud, the more your brain visualizes it. And the more you visualize it, the more it sees it as normal. And for us as Black women, we have to see our success. We have to see us doing epic shit. We have to see us living and being instead of doing. We have to see us doing things in ease, not because of hard work, as normal. We have to reverse engineer. We have to reverse all the shit that we've gone through from generations. And because of that, we have to be obnoxious about it. Be obnoxious about it, queen. Think about Muhammad Ali. I'm pretty. I'm the greatest. As women, we were told to be meek. Like, don't be too proud. Don't get too big for your britches, for sure. Like, We teach black men to do this, but we've never allowed ourselves as black women to do this. Why? Because then we wouldn't be marriage material. That's all the old shit, right? Like, don't be too high to yourself. We can't be higher than our men because then we're not marriage material. First of all, that goes with the old dogma that romantic love is the best love you can get. And it's the highest esteem for us as women. Bullshit. Okay. That's another podcast, not going there, but to be yoked with someone, to be married to someone is not the pivotal thing of your existence. I don't think that's why God created us in this world is so that we can just be wives. I'm sorry. Y'all selling, I'm not buying. So when you think about like, don't elevate yourself, It was to be meek and humble because we didn't want to outshine our men. Oh my God, she's independent. She's too independent. Think of all of the things that we do so that we can be marriage material. I think men are kind of tired of it too. Actually, the evolved men, they're like, be you and I'm gonna be me, right? (laughs) Send him my way when you find him, y'all. But like, listen, Muhammad Ali, I'm pretty. I'm the greatest. I'm such and such. I am, right? I am this now, not I'm becoming pretty. I'm going to. No, I'm I'm the greatest, right? Think about that. Psychologists call this phenomenon when we talk about things out loud is that we bring it to our selective attention. It's called selective attention. What it means is is when we say it in the now, we say it as it's happening and we're like, I just ran. We have selective attention to where we want to go. We're selectively, intentionally creating those pathways that look, this is what I want you to focus on. It's overriding that 90% or more of the negative. I'm not feeding that. That involuntary shit that comes in, that's not what I'm feeding. I'm going to feed the higher version of myself. And yes, we have to be uncouth about it. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel like you're 
you're not being what society tells us to be, which is meek and humble. Bullshit. You get to be how we condition our Black men to be in athletics or in business. Yes, we get to have that same and you get to do that for yourself. Be obnoxious, queen. Intentionally brag to yourself about yourself. Intentionally find all the shit that you can just brag on. Like I didn't start out with 15 miles. So I started bragging at three miles. I didn't wait till I got to 15 or 20 miles to start bragging about my running. I bragged at three miles. And then the next week when it was four miles, I bragged. And if it was hard and I couldn't complete it, I bragged about that. Oh, I went out and tried to do four miles. I couldn't do it, but I just did three. And next time I'll do it again. Like I just kept in belief. I kept being obnoxious about it. I kept my blinders on. I kept my selective attention to where I am going. I'm going to be an amazing coach. I am an amazing coach. I am pretty. I am the greatest. Selective attention, queen. And that means that some people going to think you're obnoxious and that's okay. Because here's the deal. The more obnoxious you are about it, the more you normalize it because you're visualizing it. You're saying it out loud and please use your name when you're saying it out loud to yourself. Sometimes, sometimes I address myself as queen and sometimes I say brig, right? Sometimes I say baby girl. Sometimes I say, I got you, but saying brig to yourself too. You got this girl. I got you, right? You did it just normalizes it. And when you normalize it, the reason why we're doing this is because we're telling our nervous system, it is okay. It is safe to make money. It is safe to have goals. It is safe to do big things. We're normalizing it. When you can visualize yourself doing it, you go towards it and your brain doesn't have a fit because it's normal, because you have normalized it, because you visualize it. And then you become that person. And so all those friends who were like, this is obnoxious, then you become that person. They forget about you being obnoxious. So it's only a temporary little time that you get to be obnoxious. And then here's the deal. When it becomes a reality, when it's your lived experience, you just don't say it as much because you're like, my work stands for me. Again, I don't go around like, yeah, I just ran 13 miles. I would go a hike with my girlfriend on a Saturday and we'll do a half a marathon. I don't go around like every time I get on podcast, like I did a half marathon, right? Like there's not that need to, because that's who I am. But in order to create that self-concept, be obnoxious, give yourself permission to live in that land of the discomfort. Yeah, mom, I'm going to such and such, right? And I know we talk about like, tell your go up goals to the people who support you and your give up goals to everybody. So use some discretion in this, but label it, language it to yourself that this is who I am. Like I am an amazing coach. I am an amazing business person. I am a CEO. What are you talking about? I'm a CEO. What are you talking about? I'm the manager of this division. I make this amount of money. I do this right? Be obnoxious. All right. I want to talk about a new thing that I'm doing called the melanin hour. I don't know if I've introduced it last podcast or not, but all things black, female, powerful, high achieving 
leader. Because we have our own issues and we have our own junk. So this is going to be the melanin hour, meaning it's for us, by us. Twice a month in the month of May, I'm going to open up to some open coaching calls. You can bring in your coaching into this call. Go to BrickJohnson.com forward slash coaching for the details, for the masterclass list, sign up so you can get the link. But this is us to talk about these type of things, like why we have to be more deliberate about being positive because we have so much shit to override. Not going to argue with it. Not going to say it shouldn't happen. I don't have time to concentrate on that. I need to go put my blinders on and go forward because this is where we are. And this is what I am choosing to do to override my history, what I've gone through, my generational trauma and all of it. This is where I am. I'm accepting it, not arguing with it. Let's go. And I'm going to be obnoxious about it so that I make it normal for me to succeed. Because no one said Muhammad Ali was obnoxious, but really, when you really listen, that's what I'm talking about. That kind of to yourself, if nobody else, you are the greatest. You are beautiful. You are human. Yes, you make mistakes, but damn it, you make some good calls too, right? He didn't just say I was the greatest when he won. He was always the greatest, even when he lost. He was always going to beat somebody's ass, right? Be obnoxious, queen. You deserve that. Normalize you winning, normalize you succeeding, normalize your higher self, that vision of you. Normalize that. Say it out loud. All right. See y'all on the Melanin Hour. And if you're not on my list for the next Deeply Rooted group, go to rickjohnson.com forward slash group. Get on the wait list. I give all the goodies of what's going on in there on that wait list and only to the wait list for now. All right. Talk at you guys later. See y'all next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to BrickJohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.